Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of On The Dot Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. She's truly been going through it. She's experiencing the ups and downs of life at the moment and have also been experiencing a lot of change in her life. So why not get her onto the pod and get her to share her story and her experiences thus far. Introducing the one, the only, Lily Chen, or Lil Chen, if you will. Lily, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm a little (laughs) bit nervous. (laughs) Lily, I want you to tell me and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. The biggest thing in my life right now is that I obviously got out of a 10-year relationship, 10 and a bit years relationship, where we were very codependent. Like I kind of lost myself in that relationship and I'm on this journey of like self-discovery, like relearning things about myself and just figuring out where I want to be in the future. Have you ever been in a position where you're thinking, how can I better improve myself? Or do you think that was the catalyst, that breakup was the catalyst for that? I feel like towards the end of our relationship, like towards the end of my previous relationship, I started to realize a lot more about what I wanted and what I didn't want in life and like in a relationship in general. I guess it was actually during lockdown when um, I had so much time for myself. I had so much time to, to do the things that I wanted to do without any other, like without external distractions. And from then, it, that I guess that was the catalyst of me like realizing what I really did want and what I valued, what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to circle back to your relationship because yeah. we're going to start in more so the childhood, how you were kind of growing up and everything. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your childhood, what your childhood was like. Thinking back on my childhood, I feel like I had a lot of fun. I was always constantly busy you know always surrounded by like our cousins you know you guys Mm -hmm. always doing something tutoring Vietnamese school Chinese school swimming you know we kind of dabbled into a lot of sports we did music Mm -hmm. and um, obviously swimming was the only thing that we really stuck to and Chinese school actually you know what Chinese school Vietnamese school tutoring (laughs) class we did like we we did a lot of things everything we literally didn't have a spare hour in the day it's like school and then straight to school to extra we had swimming Monday Wednesday, Fridays, we had swimming carnivals on Saturdays. You know, sometimes we trained in the mornings, like before school, oh we had God. swimming. So Do you remember like... Mark? <laughs> Mark was the our, our swimming coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. So we, we trained at Perrywood pools and we also trained at Fairfield pools. Like it was like constant. Mm. Um, yeah, we were just constantly busy. And after school, we, we played a lot. You know, we went to at Jess's old house and went to the park or like we did handstands and cartwheels after school. Thinking back on my childhood, I feel like it. I had a lot of fun. We always, we were always doing something, even mm-hmm. though maybe because like we were always surrounded by family and there were so many of us, we always had something to do. Mm. We watched Rugrats in Paris like 200 <laughs> times. <laughs> like constantly Literally. like doing something together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, high school, 
I guess it still continued on to high school, but not as much. You know, you guys did dance, but I didn't do that with you guys. Um, but my high school experience in general, like primary school, I remember I was very competitive. I always wanted to be first, you know, like mm. even in Chinese school, Vietnamese school, I always wanted to come first. Swimming, wanted to come first. Um, do you think that stemmed from any pressure from your parents or it was just something within you that you were always kind of competitive and wanted to to win or come first I think it was a bit of both probably more me because like it was just something that I wanted to do I was like you know what like oh maybe maybe it's from my parents as well like the satisfaction of you know I came first you know I can like kind of show this to them throughout high school it kind of I kind of fell off that because I think it was more like I didn't want to put myself out there because okay so for swimming I was always coming first first in primary school and then first in year seven but then when I went to year eight there was a national champion swimmer that came into my (laughs) age group and I was like fuck Mm -hmm. and then I started coming second but not by second by a little bit second by like half a lap (laughs) you know I'm like holy shit what the fuck happened and then it kind of like okay you know what like maybe i'm not that good right got to like year nine year ten then i stopped going i stopped like participating in swimming carnivals Mm -hmm. i was like fuck this Mm -hmm. um and then like my PE teacher used to be like no you know lily why don't you swim oh my gosh i told this story yeah so i was i remember like you know i'm trying to like fit in in school now in high school everyone's like wearing bikinis yeah and i've got like my itty bitty titties (laughs) in like this freaking massive ass bikini like i remember this black bikini i'm like whatever and then rock was, probably roxy or quicksilver yeah, yeah, 100%. Like yeah. and he's like oh lily you know you should really participate because like he was like my favorite teacher so i'm like you know what i will <laughs> in a bikini okay yeah. and then i remember diving in my whole fucking bikini <laughs> came down and i was like holy oh shit like oh my god like i'm like scrambling you know like when you mm-hmm. you like scrambling is this all underneath the water up. yeah i'm like scrambling trying to pull everything up i'm like swimming and afterwards i was just like nah so did anybody see yeah oh. when i dive, when i was diving in oh. everything just went and i was like oh, scrambling to pull right. everything back up oh i see i see but yeah um looking back on my childhood i i feel like it was a lot of sports Mm. a lot of swimming Mm -hmm. like that's the main thing of my childhood and Mm -hmm. um yeah did you feel like you were ever one bullied in high school i don't think i was bullied in in primary school um in high school there were borders so like the white kids um and so for a little bit of context, oh, Lily yeah. went to a agricultural school. Yeah, Helston Agricultural. Helston. And they have borders yeah. there. So it's right. like um, borders and dagos. So like the day students. Right. And so like, you know, the, the borders were like the cool kids. Right. Um, the cool kids in the school. Because like obviously they live at school. They kind of like run the school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I got to high school, I was, because I'm, for my person, I'm an INTFP, sorry. Oh, so is this a Myers-Briggs one? Yeah. Okay. So I'm what does more that introverted. Mean? Okay. So I'm a mediator. And I, and I, it's like, I want to connect with people, but like, I always feel really alone. So I'm always, um, so I tried to fit in a lot in high school, even though I was a bit uncomfortable. So in high school, I was in this group called The Hose, you know, The Hose. And like, okay. And like, you Tell know, us the, about borders, the, hose. the borders, they 
they started becoming sexual really early. Right. And for me, I was like, you know, I'm a freaking frigid. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, my parents are like, where are you? My yeah. parents picking me up from school every day. You know, I'm not even allowed to catch a train home yeah. because, like, they're scared. Mm. I can't, like, do anything. Like, my parents are like, you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm like, okay. But obviously, it got to a point where I started rebelling. Um, so, yeah. So, in school, I was in that kind of, in that group. And I always felt like I had to fit in. So, like, I didn't want to be bullied. Like, I don't know if it was, like, bullied. Oh, yeah. It, I did get kind of bullied in high school they called because i'm obviously freaking flat as fuck <laughs> <laughs> they're like they called me like the ironing board or some oh shit like that oh my god yeah and like i used to you know stuff my bras with tissues um because i was obviously really insecure about it but do you think that affected you a lot yeah even sure. now even now now not as much because i've just embraced it mm-hmm. um but yeah growing up especially throughout high school and a little bit after high school I was always really insecure about my body I felt like I had to put like everything else out there to kind of make up for it mm-hmm. what would you say like what like make- wear skimpier clothes right. but like and like yeah wear makeup mm-hmm. and like wear all that stuff mm-hmm. when did you first start wearing makeup what how old were you probably my teens mm-hmm. you know with the dark as eyeliner <laughs> fucking like MySpace days with like the mullet the eyeliner oh the whole shebang yeah I eventually grew out of it but it did take a while for me to stop wearing makeup mm-hmm. because um, I didn't want to feel insecure in my own skin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so I I guess I did feel a little bit bullied where I had to suppress how I felt and I had to kind of fit in to like the people around me even though it made me uncomfortable I felt like it was something that I had to do to fit in because if you didn't then they would maybe target you yeah yeah I didn't want to be that target okay so when you were in high school as well did you ever think about what your future would be like I did I what I tried to I always felt like I was a little bit different to others like I was really lost I wasn't sure like I, I didn't have any direction but I always had it easy. Like, even till now, like, I feel like I've had everything pretty much given to me. It sounds really bad because, you know, obviously a lot of people work hard to get where they are. And, like, I'm very grateful for everything that I have in my life and ev- all the experiences that I have experienced and all the memories. But, yeah, like, I feel like it has been quite easy for me. And I feel like I'm at the point in my life right now where I'm like, you know, I do have to be independent. I have to think for myself. I have to do things for myself instead of always relying on other people to Mm. kind of get through life. Do you know why or is there any indication of why you would have things given to you? I think I'm just quite lucky. Yeah. Yeah, fair (laughs) enough. It sounds really bad, but I've thought about it and I'm like, you know, I, I am quite lucky to have experienced everything I have experienced so far Mm. you know not a lot of people do get to you know yeah no fair enough like you feel like you haven't ever had to work that hard to get anything that you want it's kind of just been given to you but you're also now finally questioning and actually thinking about what you actually do want yeah so there's more would you say like purpose in your life yeah I yeah because that's what I always really wanted I wanted purpose but with my life, I kind of it was kind of more like free flowing. I just kind of went with the flow. Mm. Whatever was given to me, I just went with it. 
I didn't really like choose that kind of life. It was just given to me. And you were happy with it, right? Yeah, like it, it was. I was bad. content with it. Can you tell me about your relationship with your parents? So growing up, I was always really, really close to my dad. You know, he was. Um, I loved. I loved my dad. Well, I still love my dad. Um, I remember my favorite like memory of him was we like before bed. I used to always ask him to uh, like to read like not to read to tell me this one story about like riddles because I love riddles he always used to give us riddles at night and um and like I'd always want to hear the same freaking riddle story <laughs> again like every every single night I'd be like can you tell me that story please like yeah. it's like the same thing yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you it's know just kids, a comfort they just, want that yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. they just want to hear the same thing over again yeah and like that's one of my fondest memories of him but I got to a stage where he started becoming really strict on me and at first I did like listen but I was I felt like I wasn't allowed to go out like all my friends were going out they were like going to the movies they were like doing this doing that but like I was never allowed to and then it got to a point where I was like fuck it fuck it I'm just gonna rebel I'm just not gonna say anything I'm just gonna do it and ask for forgiveness Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. don't ask just do it and And deal with the consequences later exactly yeah and when I was that? that when was, was that like... fuck it moment? <laughs> okay. So... When I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say this story. Okay. So you know how there's a balcony outside my house? There was this oh one time. Oh my God. <laughs> Did I you know. fucking jump out? I jumped house? off. The okay, okay. Tell, okay. Tell me the story. So um, I wanted to go to a party. Okay. They were outside. They were outside, like in the car, everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. And my mum wouldn't let me, like my parents wouldn't let me. So I, was, I just thought, how old it. were you, context-wise? I context. think I was seventeen. Okay. 17. So what, year eleven? Yeah. No, okay. year twelve. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I turned eighteen after school. Right. Yeah. So um, and actually, this is this is probably like the most rebellious story that I have. But like, I was going out before that, but mm-hmm. I always told them. This is like this is the first time I didn't tell them, and I was just like, I just didn't listen. I just went. I they were waiting outside, and they just my parents wouldn't let me go. So I climbed down the balcony with no shoes on and I just ran out. And then as soon as I got into the car, my mum called me. She goes, where are you going? I'm like, fuck, I'm going out. And mm-hmm. I literally went out with no shoes. And you just hung up? Yeah, I was just like, I'm with- going out, I'll come back later. Oh and I just went God. out with no, no shoes, shoes. No shoes. Where the fuck did you go? I went to like a friend's house. Oh my God. Yeah, but no shoes. And when you came back home, what were the consequences of that? To be honest, I don't really remember. It was so long ago. Um, I they were pop, they were definitely pissed, but mm. I was like at that rebellious rebellious stage where I'm like, fuck it, mm. whatever, you know, mm. like whatever. I'm mm. a teenager. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could go back in time, mm. would you change anything about those situations? I definitely would try to have a conversation with them. Um, to get them to understand but how I did things made it so much easier for Lindy Lindy had it so much easier like she was going out yeah way way before I was ever able to mm-hmm. and I feel like that's always the older sister yeah. or the older sister yeah. what is it it's what we bear yeah. right like we always have to do it mm. and then even if Lindy does something wrong you're yeah. the one that gets in trouble yeah exactly. like, that's just like the standard sister relationship yeah. 
So with your with the relationship with your dad, when he became more strict, do you feel that it made you guys drift apart? Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's so funny because in my astrology chart, in my birth chart, it actually mentioned something about my dad, what about your father figure being too either too strict or too laid back, mm-hmm. where you're you were looking for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's so it's so weird. Yeah, and we'll get into astrology yeah, we'll get into that as well <laughs> because Lily's also really into astrology and tarot cards and everything like yeah. that. Have you tried to mend your relationship since with your your dad? No, I have been thinking about it. I feel like because now that I'm at, back at home, I should have more of a relationship with my parents, but it's been really hard because it's been so long where like I don't like bringing up like the un- I don't like having that uncomfortable conversation and obviously they don't like it either, which is kind of like the dynamic of our relationship. And you know, with like the passing of our uncle, I feel like we should mend our relationship with our family without, you know, leaving it for too long in case exactly. something does happen. Exactly. And I don't even think, I think, yes, the the conversation is initially going to be uncomfortable, but the result of it is going to be so much more mm. than, it's so much more, like it, it will be worth any type of uncomfortability yeah. because I'm sure you're, your dad and your parents want to say things to you as well. Yeah. Going back to how I used to be when I was a kid, I was mm. very like temperamental. I was very like, I still am very reactive, um, but I am a lot more chill now. Like I used to be, um, everything used to tick me off. Mm-hmm. And um, which is something that I have been working on over the past few years. You know, I used to like, used to scream, used to cry, used to like throw tantrums a lot. And I guess that's what they were a bit worried about as well. Maybe mm-hmm. like my reaction of how, of like the things that they say, like maybe I'd get like defensive and I'd just lash out. I, I definitely, sorry, I definitely should mend my relationship with my parents and this is the perfect time to do it. Mm. My relationship with Lindy right now is very good, you know. Um, but it hasn't always been? No, it hasn't. Growing up, we were obviously close, but we fought a lot. Like, you know, teenagers mm. were fighting. Like, we used to punch on. Like, I used to, like, kick her, hit her, you know, like, she'd freaking bruise and she'd cry. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom, okay? Don't tell mom. <laughs> like, stop crying, stop crying. <laughs> like, I'll hit her. She'd start crying. Stop it, stop it. Yeah, shut up, yeah, yeah. Shut up. It's okay. It's, it's, it, it doesn't even hurt. Sorry, you keep me back, keep me back. <laughs> don't hit me. Yeah. Um... It was really rocky during, like, her first boyfriend, when she had her first boyfriend. Why was that? I just had a feeling that, like, she was, like, so into him. And I was just like, no, that's not it. I was like, this is not it. Like, you know, why are you so like that when he's obviously not right for you? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it was rocky during um, that time. And then, obviously, when we grew up, we started hanging out more like she used to she always come out with like my group outings and stuff and then she just you know slowly became part of the group Mm. um and then yeah it got we got a lot closer like less bickering like Mm. more understanding of each other and our experiences in life yeah um with her being in her first relationship and you not being on the same page as her then was it 
a did you ever think that this is just what it's going to going to be like or were you like no this is just what she's going through at the moment we'll get over it and we'll be close again i i knew that it was going to be a temporary thing okay because i knew that they weren't going to last i was just it was i was it was like a waiting game mm-hmm. how did you feel being the eldest cousin and did you feel like you ever had to kind of take on like a protector role? Yeah, definitely. I remember when we used to all get to Smithfield, like Which is a public got, school. Yeah, yeah, in primary school. Um and like they'd get into trouble or like they'd do something with like boys and they'd push them over or something and then like in the playground they'd like run to me and I'd be like, <laughs> Fuck, okay. Yeah. Okay, what do you want? Like, you know, have yeah. to arc up to like all these other people mm-hmm. and like Use my friends, be like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> oh, shit's going down. <laughs> like, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, of course I had to protect you guys, even though sometimes I'm like, fuck, like, do I really have to do it? But because I was the eldest, I felt like I did have to. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, like, even when, even during high school, you know, um, if you guys ever needed anything, I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, I've got you guys. Do you ever feel like you wish you had someone like you like we did or did you kind of feel like no i've got myself no way Not i really. always wanted someone like i saw you guys like you jess and andrew you know jacqueline all had older brothers and i was like mm. oh my gosh like i wish i had an older brother <laughs> yeah. you know like they can buy me stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah i did want like someone there to like kind of protect me which is probably why i'm being so you know what? That's probably why I've been so dependent on other people because mm-hmm. like, I felt like because you guys depended on me, I felt like I needed to depend on someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This is like life <laughs> therapy. revelation here. Yeah. I mean, maybe, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And like, let's just tie astrology into this. Do you think that it was always meant for you? Like this path was always meant for you? Definitely. I feel like everything that you go through in life is supposed to be a lesson to mm. learn from no matter like how good or bad it is it's something that you were supposed to go through tell me about your first relationship my first relationship was actually with someone younger yeah he was younger than me he was actually in the grade below and i met him at a party i think he was very very sweet he did a lot for me okay which i, th- which I really like in a partner like i like being like taken care of yeah fair enough but it just got to a point where i wanted more like i just felt like it wasn't enough mm-hmm. and i just wanted something new and it got really toxic obviously you know like high school relationships toxic how toxic like because i wanted something new i i was always i because i always wanted more i always okay. wanted more and i put a lot of pressure on him to to give me more mm-hmm. even though prob- i wasn't probably giving as much right i always just wanted more and because i finished high school and he was still Ah, in high school yes so when i finished high school he was in year 12 yeah and it was just it was just not gonna work out Mm -hmm. because i started going out more but he was still in school that was when it pretty much got toxic because he obviously wanted me you know to not go out as much but i was in that phase of always wanting to go out because i just finished school I had no standards for relationships. Really? I kind of just, I, I, I guess I did have a standard actually. As long as they were re- like, they, I just liked nice guys. I like nice guys who look nice. Like, you okay. know, who look him, so you, which yeah. is nice in Vietnamese. So you don't like that 
bad boy look. No, I don't. Like, you can be bad. You can be, like, the baddest guy. But as long as you look like a nice guy, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want you. So you've got a type. Yeah. Right. Like, like that kind is my look. type. <laughs> <laughs> look at all these revelations. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, kind. Yeah, okay. Kind-looking guys. Was he the first person you lost your virginity to? No. <laughs> can you tell me more? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Tell me about when you, when did you lose your virginity? I lost my virginity at 16. The guy that I lost my virginity, it's a very, tell us. It's a funny story. Okay. So I, there was a girl at my school, she, um, for her 16th birthday, she's, she's originally from Maji. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then there was this guy, this border, this white guy from school that like, I was like really into I remember he used to wear like, you know, the knee length skins. And I was like, fuck, that's so hot. (laughs) Just casually, not for sport. Not for sport. Oh, okay. Damn, (laughs) shit, boy. Skins. Fucking knee length. That's so specific. I know. Um, Okay, anyway, so I was was really into him. And then this girl, she was um, having a birthday at Maji. And he's actually originally from Maji as well. You went went, to Maji? I went went to Maji. Four hours. I have no idea how long it was. I caught the fucking greyhound with like his few of other people. What the people. fuck is a greyhound? <laughs> the greyhound. It's like the country link. It's country. Oh no, there was no country link because the trains were down, so we had to catch the bus. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's from, like, like a bus replacement. Yeah, uh, replacement. Yeah, so we caught a bus from like me and a few high school friends caught a bus from Central Station Holy to Mudgy. I can't remember how long it was. Do you, it was so long. you went to this party knowing that he was going to be yeah, there. If he was not he was there, would you have there. gone? I would have gone anyway. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, and obviously we're drinking, whatever. Mm-hmm. She rented out like this hall and <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so <laughs> we're drinking <laughs> and, and, um, and like, we're like hooking up, whatever. And then, sorry, can you just give me more context about like, so did he know that you were into him? Yeah. Like we're into each other. Okay. We're into each other. And we we went to the toilet yeah <laughs> and then like because yeah i was still a virgin and then i remember like i couldn't put it in okay like it just really hurt like was, the whole time was his dick big yeah it was i think so okay from what i remember <laughs> yeah. i remember like i was like trying to put it in and i was like oh my god like it's it really so you hurts. didn't like so it wasn't like a you never felt like forced or anything or like you wanted to as well or no i wanted to because i felt like everyone else around me mm. was like already having sex right. so i was like you know what like maybe it's time for me to have sex as well like like everyone has like at lunchtime they're talking about sex and oh, about like wow. wanting to like hook up and stuff and I'm like, maybe like you know i should do it as well so we we're in the toilet and like obviously because it wouldn't go in so we we're there for a very very long time <laughs> so long in fact that people started noticing that there were i think there were like three toilets okay well unlike the one furthest away people were noticing that the toilet's been like occupied yeah. for a very long time mm. so people start looking over <laughs> oh my god oh yeah <laughs> And then? So people start looking over and then they see us there. And then I remember like there was a camera out and like they were like taking photos and I was like so embarrassed. Were you like drunk as well? Yeah. Oh my God. So um, I was like heaps embarrassed. And then um, we just obviously stopped afterwards, came out and I was 
oh, this is like a 80s theme party. So we're wearing like fluoro, like <laughs> leggings, like mismatched colors, like hot pink, purple, <laughs> fucking yeah. fluoro yellow. We've got like these headbands on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was that kind of party. And I remember like my stockings were like ripped or something. Oh, oh my it was, gosh. Yeah. Like straight out of a movie, yeah, I feel. Like, literally. Yeah. Um, and we, I, we left and I remember we went to the, in like Mudgee, Bushland. Mm-hmm. We went outside to the fucking bush. And I remember I was like on my back. And I remember like the next day I had like scratches all over oh, my Oh, so you tried butt. to do it? Yeah, we tried to do it oh, outside. Okay. I, I don't think I actually really had sex because uh, okay. it just wouldn't, wouldn't go in. Yeah. And it just hurt. <laughs> and I just, I was uncomfortable. Like it was yeah. a shitty experience. Yeah. And then so we went back into the horse, into the hall after the um, bush area. Mm-hmm. And everyone i think other people are having sex as well so like what we tried it again fuck? like so it's a full-on yeah, like, couples couples yeah, couples trying to yeah, have sex yeah and jesus like, well, christ and like in sleeping bags shit like that oh my god tried it again and then like and obviously by this time everyone knew about us yeah and then because he was in my gr say we went to sleep whatever the next day his mum was there what his do you mum, mean rocks like, up no because like everyone, it's like a small community everyone knows each other like their parents, like the birthday girl's parents and the guy's parents knew each other. Oh so the guy's parents goodness. was there the next morning and she heard about it. <gasps> and I was so embarrassed. Like, Did she meet you? Did you have a conversation with her? No, no way. Oh I was my... I was just like head down, head down. Oh my God, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What, how do I get out of this? What was he like, doing? Like, was he saying anything? No. Nah. We kind of just like laughed it off and like okay. kind of just left. Yeah. And I, I, didn't, I just left. I remember leaving the next day and I was like, fuck this. Mm. Um, went back to school and fucking teachers knew about it. What? I'm like, what the heck? A lot of people knew about it. I was like so embarrassed. How yeah. did the teachers know about it? Or how did they insinuate that they knew about it? They said something about the guy. I remember I was in a class and then they said something about, oh my gosh. And I came home with like the fucking ugliest hickey on my neck. <laughs> like oh my it was God. disgusting. Like fucking chat, like purple, yes. fat, like not even purple, like a deep dark red yeah yeah like that is like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah on my neck and obviously you know the next day i'm like trying to cover up wearing a fucking scarf mm-hmm. and um and yes yeah, so obviously teachers knew about it as well so yeah that was my that, that was first the time sexual, I started with, yeah first sexual experience right how did that make you feel like being going to school and just knowing that everybody's speaking about you were you nervous or were you just like whatever like I know this is going to blow over, blow over anyway. I was super nervous mm, because... I can imagine. It was like my first time. Yeah. And like, it wasn't... I guess I was kind of expecting it to happen because I came in thinking that like, you know, I am going to do this. Right. Actually having people like talk about it mm-hmm. and like know about it mm-hmm. is like pretty traumatizing. It's, yeah, it's, inv- it's so invasive. Yeah. And like having photos and like people actually seeing oh like, pe- I remember like looking up and like I can see like all these heads, like, you know, they're standing on the toilet looking over and like at the door there's like a camera there. So That's so far. Yeah. Did they ever show you no. the photos or anything? Oh. I, I think, yeah, they did. I remember looking at it, but you couldn't really see much. You okay. couldn't really tell. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. That's trauma. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you've worked through that or? Honestly, did probably that, not. I didn't did that even... put you off, like, having sex moving forward? It was just whatever. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, what can I do about it now? What was your relationship like with boys? I actually spoke about this with my friend the other day, actually, like, two days ago, about how I was in high school 
and I feel really bad like talking about it now and like thinking back about it um I like a lot of guys did want me and I kind of like played along like and I feel bad because like I did play like a lot of guys yeah even though like I had no intention of doing anything with them like I didn't want them but I kind of just like strung them along I guess it was for like my self-esteem kind of thing it was so strange because there were guys at school but like I never wanted them and then I dated you know my first boyfriend right and I really dropped his name a lot of times (laughs) yeah and then I dated him which was um which was really strange because like I remember like heaps of guys were like you know we have to hook up before school finishes like stuff like that like yeah like they would be like trying to like hit on me and like try to get with me but like I wouldn't have a bar of it Mm -hmm. but like but I'll I'll play along but like in my head I'll be like nah I don't want that I don't Mm -hmm. want that well, fuck, they probably deserve to be strung along. Like, what do you mean, oh, we have to hook up before school ends? Touching on self-esteem, yeah. do you feel like you struggled with your your perception of yourself and your self-worth when you were young? Or did you have a pretty strong sense of self? I definitely struggled. I, I needed a lot of external validation, which is what I'm learning now, which is what I'm working on now. I, yeah, I needed a lot of external validation to feel better about myself because I have all the people around me, like all my friends in high school are really pretty, you know, like they put themselves out there and then I saw like all the attention that they were getting. So I felt like I wanted that as well. I wanted to like fit in. I wanted, I wanted that like attention. Mm. I wanted to be yeah. like them. And, yeah. 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 Like they were so confident, you know, and I wasn't like that. Like I got teased about my boobs and I had no butt. I was like, <laughs> like I wore air forces to school one day. They're like, your legs look like lollipops like the oh. shoes are so chunky you, you look like lollipops what the I'm like the fuck, fuck? yeah yeah exactly you know like but high school kids are so mean they but like, isn't that funny because i feel like so many people like know you for your legs though like everybody's <laughs> like oh like yeah lily the one with like the really long like really nice legs yeah it's funny that there's different perceptions to it like you were yeah. for something that i guess you were teased about yeah. people are looking at you being like i want that yeah yes i i just needed a lot of um external validation which i always tried to get mm-hmm. like it like even after high school um it was just something that i felt like added to my self-worth right mm. because you were lacking that confidence within yeah. yourself mm. Your relationship, your past, most recent relationship, 10-year relationship. I want you now to then tell me why, what made your relationship fun? We did a lot of things. We did a lot of partying. We, we traveled and we just had good banter throughout the relationship. We, we started off as friends and we just got along really well. Like we went out together. We always had fun. It was, it was really good at first. We had a lot of ups and downs. I it was probably all me. Okay. In what sense? Like my insecurities. I I felt like I was never like I I felt like I was never enough. Yes, but like that's a big insecurity of my own. And I kind of projected my insecurities out onto him. And that's what causes a toxic relationship. Like, you know, projecting your own insecurities onto other people, especially mm-hmm. your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it got toxic like every few years or so. Every few years would have like massive falling out. 
and then and then we were like nah we want to be together we work it out like you know if it's meant to be we'll be yeah we got back together and then we broke up again we got back together and it was it was just like this cycle by the end of it we kind of realized we're just better off as friends we we outgrew each other and it's okay like we came to realize that it is okay to end something that is only making you content not happy when do you have those realizations at the beginning no i didn't have doubts what really made me realize it like i said was during lockdown Mm. it was always like this underlying feeling that i kind of pushed away um he was my second love and i've always believed in this theory that you fall in love three times this is something that i've believed in ever since i was young like i don't know where i got it from but like it was just something that i always believed in and when we when we broke up and then like you know he he changed as a person i kind of like made an excuse i was like you know what like he's my third love now because he's a totally different person yeah so i i kind of pushed that pushed that feeling aside that you know, maybe he isn't the one. And I kind of convinced myself that, no, he, he's my third love. He's the one. Mm. He's going to, like, I'm going to make this work. And this was probably seven years in, maybe, no, maybe five years in. Wow. And I I kind of just pushed through it. And I was like, you know, I've really, you know, worked so hard on this relationship. Like, what's the point of giving it up? And that was my mentality for a while. And I was, I was happy. Mm-hmm. But obviously after, during lockdown I it kind of I couldn't push that feeling away anymore and when I wanted to do all these things during lockdown and he didn't want to do that I kind of was doing all these things by myself like finding out all these different hobbies like doing puzzles reading books like learning more about astrology um, like buying fucking remote control cars like doing resin yeah. you know like random shit like learning different languages stuff like that and um i did it all by myself and like he didn't want to do anything with me did you want him to yeah of course i asked him Mm -hmm. um and then it just made me realize that like you know maybe we have outgrown each other we don't have the same interests as we do anymore that was when i came to realize that like it's okay for us to move on it's okay for our chapter to end because there's gonna be something better out there there's no point of being in like a content relationship for the rest of your life especially when you're not going to be as close to each other like what's the point of being together if you're not going to you know be as happy as you can be i did, i didn't want to interrupt you before but can you tell us what that theory of the three loves in your life is oh okay so um the first love is like your puppy love it's like what you first perceive as love it might not be what you think love is now but it's what you thought love was at the time mm. it's like the young love like the, the one that makes you so giddy mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. the second love is like the karmic love it's where you learn a lot about yourself it's a learn. it's where you learn about what you want and what you don't want and it, and it can be like a toxic cycle so like your second love can be all these karmic relationships where you're learning lessons you're learning all these things that that you sh- that you have to learn before you find like your final love mm-hmm. and then your final love is like your twin flame love so twin flame concept is that you are one soul split into two so they mirror everything you don't like about you or like you 
you kind of like push aside. Mm-hmm. They bring out all like your traumas and they get you to heal from it. Mm-hmm. to be like your higher self to yeah. be to be one that also includes loving yourself because how can you love someone else if you don't love yourself yeah wow. so your twin flame is like your last yeah kind of thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you really even get to a point and be brave enough i guess to leave a very very comfortable feeling and like almost like a way of life yeah, because I was with him for 10 plus years. That's like a, more than a third of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's literally all I've known. Yeah. And it is really hard to just not be in the life of someone that you've spent so much time with. Mm-hmm. Like, And to, to this day, like, it makes me really sad that we, like, you lose that kind of closeness with someone that meant so much to you like one day all of a sudden one day that's it yeah you know which like, is the fucked thing about relationships yeah, exactly like anyway. it's so sad it's yeah. so sad that exes like people think exes can't be friends but you know without the romantic side of things you still have that kind of friendship mm. like if it's a mutual if it's a mutual breakup and you understand that you both aren't meant for each other mm-hmm. like i don't understand why you can't maintain that friendship that's so, but it, I, it's obviously hard for like new partners. That I partner. feel like that's a very mature way to look about it. Because even for me, like I'm like, when someone's like, yeah, like I'm still friends with my ex or whatever. I'm like, why? Yeah. You can be friends with so many fucking people. Yeah. Why the fuck do you, you still have to be friends with your ex, you know? <laughs> but I, I think you have to both be very mature mm. about it mm. and value your, like the, the friendship enough mm. to, to yeah. still continue with it. As long as you both understand that, it's not it and like it gets toxic when one person wants the other person back Mm. but if you both understand that this is not it because like this is someone that has been your best friend for like however long yeah any any ex that you have they've been someone that you confided in someone that you tell pretty much everything to if Mm. not everything yeah and it's it's just really hard when they're not there in your life anymore like the scary thing about relationships is the fact that when it ends you never speak to that person ever mm. again. And you, or for the most part at least, like it's just in like a, basically like the flip of a switch, mm. no more communication. Like mm. someone that you talk to every single day, now from now moving forward, it's no longer going to be that yeah. person. And I find that that was like very hard to wrap my head around. That's mm. why I was like, that's why relationships are like scary, you know? Cause you commit to someone for so long, mm. 10 fucking plus years in your case. And then, done yeah yeah it's hard as well because we live together we work together we have the same friends and you build a life together yeah you you you, yeah but we built a life together and now that it was like a massive change and we did obviously you know i obviously did think like maybe i should like get back with him maybe Maybe it's just it's just easier, you know. Like at night, you're just thinking, you're like in bed, and you're just like, "Fuck, what am I doing?" Yeah. Like, you know, like who? Yeah. Like, who should I talk to? And then you start thinking about like obviously your ex, and and I just thought like you know maybe it would be easier if I just got back with him. But then there was always this other side, where it's like, but why? You know, it's not gonna work out. Like, what's the point of like, like making it harder for yourself? Mm-hmm. Putting putting yourself in this like shitty situation where just because it's comfortable like it it's not what you really want deep down so that was that really helped the both of us because we never 
wanted we never like even though we worked together we never spoke about wanting each other back because we both had this mutual understanding oh my goodness let me tell you about this dream that i had Mm -hmm. so um so leading up to the breakup i had like a few dreams yeah i had these constant dreams of a train station of being at a train station so and I didn't realize this until I smoked one day and then I was thinking about it and then it all hit me and I was like oh my goodness it it actually all connected anyway let me tell you tell me okay so my I remember the first dream I was walking like out of like school or something walking towards this train station I had a really really heavy backpack on and he was walking in front of me and I remember trying to walk up these like little dirt hills they weren't very big maybe like a meter high or something and like I was struggling and I was struggling behind and I was like, I didn't, I remember feeling that I said to him, like telling him to slow down and wait for me, but he didn't slow down. I was just like struggling behind him. Mm. That obviously means something like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like struggling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I my second dream, I was closer towards the station and I was also with him. And then the next dream, I will trying to catch a train but like I was on the wrong platform or something. And then, and then there was another dream. Like there, I had so many train station dreams. Anyway, so a train station dream is actually like a transitional period of your life. If you dream of a train station, you're in this transitional period of your life. Okay. And um, I, there was in the next dream where I was trying to get onto the train, but it was two packs. He was already on the train and the doors were closing i remember he put his arm out to try to get me like to keep the doors open so i can get on but it was too packed i couldn't fit in so he got off the train i remember we waited for the next train to come and i remember that the next time only had like four schoolboys. and we were sitting in like the middle carriage so he was sitting on to my right on the train and um we looked at each other we had this mutual like understanding we shook hands like we had this mutual understanding we looked like we didn't even say a single word we looked at each other and we're like yeah it was like this mutual understanding that like we're just going to be friends like this is not it it's not going to work out like that's the feeling that i had from the dream that it's not going to work out yeah and then in the dream he was like yeah you can still work for me and i'm like yeah we shook hands and then we just and we just got off the train and then i remember leaving the train station and he wasn't with me Right. I was walking I was walking down the train station and leaving the station without him. Wow. Yeah. And and thinking about it now, it's kind of like I was struggling to come into terms with with like our relationship. You know, I'm like trying to keep up with him, but like he's not he's not we're not on the same page because yeah. he's in front of me and I'm and I'm behind. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, obviously him waiting for me and then like this mutual understanding because when we when we broke up in real life, mm. we actually shook hands. Wow. Yeah, we kind of were just like, yeah, we brought off as friends and we shook hands and everything. Mm. And it was like this mutual understanding. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like toxic or anything. It was, it was like our souls kind of, it sounds crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, no. But like our souls kind of like had this agreement mm. where it's like, okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's how it like transpired in real life. When you were also making that decision to leave and or break up, were you ever scared of the future or you were kind of like, you know what, like I'm... I'm going to take it as it is. Yeah. I, I like, even now where I'm, like, I, I, I definitely feel lost. I do feel, like, a little anxious at times. Mm. Um, but with my mentality now, it's, like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. Like, what is this lesson that I'm supposed to learn? I'm not going to try to be bitter about things. 
um i just gotta take it as it is everything happens for a reason totally i just gotta accept it like there's no point of dwelling over like oh the what ifs you know Mm -hmm. because what's the point of thinking about the what ifs yeah because it's it's it doesn't, not it doesn't exist or yeah. like it doesn't it hasn't even happened yeah, yet exactly what is your best relationship advice to one people who are single still yeah and also two to people who maybe are in long-term relationships potentially feeling the same or similar feelings that you were you know having a little bit of doubt innately knowing that yes maybe this person isn't meant for me but you know we'll just push it through or whatever Mm. what's kind of your best piece of advice for them okay if you're single just try to be a best self like just be better every day don't even try to think about getting into relationships because because you know when they say when you don't want a relationship Mm -hmm. that's when relationships relationships happen like if you're pushing for it like it's not going to be the best relationship because you're going to settle for things yeah you're going to settle for whatever comes first. Mm-hmm. But if you're just loving yourself, like living your best life, you, 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 have, you already set that standard for yourself of like that self-love standard. You're not going to settle for like shitty guys or, you know, like... Like just take whatever fucking yeah, comes. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're going to be like, no, I want this. Mm. I want this. And whoever comes into yeah. your life, like you're not going to accept anything less than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to be on my level. You yeah. Know, I'm not going to go to your level. You be on my level. You match my vibrations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you're feeling, yeah, those underlying feelings, you should definitely listen to your gut. That's what I've come to realize as well, that like your gut feeling, your intuition is so strong. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel like it's not the one, take the time like don't rush it don't just like okay this is what i'm gonna do like yeah fuck, like my, my instant gut feeling like i'm gonna break up with him yeah like, that's it that's it yeah. like when you feel like it's time like you obviously have to work through your thoughts and mm. emotions you gotta like sit down and really think about like what you want and like if this is something that you can live with for the rest of your life because you know in long-term relationships you have to think about the rest of your life you're mm-hmm. not gonna just think you know i'm just gonna be with him for another year yeah like you're not going to set that like limitation on a relationship because what's the point you may as well just break up now like you know really sit down and think about like the the, the bad habits that they have like are you willing to compromise like are you willing to live with that for the rest of your life of your life and like your compatibility i feel like compatibility and willingness is a big thing mm-hmm. like that's probably one of the biggest things like effort you know mm-hmm. like someone who's willing to to do the things that you want even though it doesn't interest them as much Mm -hmm. like as long as they're willing like they don't have to absolutely love it just because you love it but Mm -hmm. like as long as they're willing to join you in activities or like listen to your stories that you Mm. that you have to tell like or that you want to tell them compromise yeah compromise it's it's so important in a relationship and if you don't have it Mm. fuck that yeah like don't settle for that (laughs) honestly like i've come to realize that like fuck don't settle for that shit Mm. Mm. that's so that's that's fucking great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Sex. Okay. <laughs> what are your... Okay, let's start off. What okay. is your favourite sex position? My my favourite sex position is... Doggy mm-hmm. and missionary, but, like, but you've got your... So you're laying on your back, but you've got your hips up. 
like so, it's, it's so like you're, you're doing, doing a glute breach. Yeah, like a glute breach. What the fuck? I've never tried what? that. That's oh the my best. God. Yeah. So like, so the guys on the knees. Oh, so like, okay. So the guys oh, like yeah. up, up on the knees, and then like you've got your your butt up. And, so you you're know, pushing yourself up. Yeah, you're pushing yourself. You're up. holding your butt yeah, up. You're holding your butt because fuck, I'm not that strong. <laughs> I ain't got that. <laughs> my muscles ain't that strong. I can't hold that position for long. So you know you're you're hoisting yourself up with your arms, like mm-hmm. you know, on your elbows. Yeah. And then yeah, so you're just holding oh, up your butt, and that's that's it. Fucking hell! I've actually never you thought about that. It. I should. Yeah. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Okay, so you like doggy, and then the yeah the <laughs> missionary with the twist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, that one. What is your what are your best sex tips for to increase like sexual connection with a partner or with someone? For me, I just get really into it. Like, I don't think about anything else. Like, it's really hard to like switch your mind off. But like, just think about how you're feeling. Like, feel mm. your body. You know, mm-hmm. like in your like sometimes you're thinking like, oh fuck, like what should I do? Or yeah. like, like how's my body? But like, just just don't be, overthink it. Yeah, don't overthink yeah, it. Like, literally, be in the moment. Yeah. Is sex an important part of a relationship? Definitely. If you hypothetical situation, if you had met this person, twin flame vibes. Yeah. But you guys were just not sexually compatible. Let's say he has a very low... Do you have a high sex drive, would you say? What's considered as high? I don't, oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, do you... How, how often would you... In your relationship, how... This is like question within a question within a question. Mm-hmm. How often um, would you have sex a week? Like two to three times. Okay, so let's say your twin flame, hypothetical, yep. likes to have sex once every fortnight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's okay. a deal breaker. I think sexual yeah. compa- compatibility is very important because, you know, sexual like it's intimacy. It's mm-hmm. it's how you're intimate with your partner. If you don't have the same sexual libido, it's it's gonna be a very difficult relationship mm. because one person's gonna want it and then another person's gonna be like nah. And then because someone wants it more, they're gonna feel rejected. They're not yeah. gonna feel as loved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it translates into yeah, into that into your relationship. So you'd argue that it's probably just as important as like a normal standard compatibility. Yeah, like let's say for example, like morals as well. It's part of it's part of compatibility. Can you tell me about your best sexual experience? Like the session? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. it was New Year's, like New Year's Eve, going to New Year's, um, and. We had a few caps. Okay. Going like you know, watching the fireworks on the strip, and yeah. then we went back to the hotel, drank, partied a bit, and like, have you ever had sex on MDMA? I was literally just going to say I have like probably little to zero sex drive on like M. Wow. Yeah. Like I I feel like I just feel like yeah like I feel really good, but I do like that is the last thing I would want to do. I I probably would be so dry. Sahara Desert. No way. You yeah. should try it. I I think I I think I have. Yeah. In the past, yeah, you but can like use lube. Yeah, but okay. it's amazing. Right. So so you start off with massages. Okay. So you Okay, you know what? Let me go into detail. Yeah. Into detail. I don't know if I should be sharing this. <laughs> but okay. If it's gonna It could be someone. anyone, okay? This could be with yeah, this could be with exactly. anyone. Okay, so um you you get some oil. Okay. You get, so you 
it's best to do at a hotel room because like you don't want it to get like you don't want to clean up the oil and the mess and <laughs> yeah so you ask you you ask um what's it called the front desk for like 10 towels <laughs> Hey, <laughs> towels, Step okay? one. Yeah. Call reception. Ask for ten towels. Yeah. Call housekeeping. Yep. Can I gotcha. can I get ten towels, please? <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck are these people <laughs> I've doing? I've got ten guests over. Okay. <laughs> um. So you ask for a lot of towels. You lay down the towels and you give each other massages. So okay. you take turn, like giving each other massages, and it's slowly. It's like a slow build up because it's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to like keep it up because. Like, especially for guys. Like yeah. Them. So you give each other massages and you slowly, slowly build it up and then you take turns. And so, like, if I'm giving him massage and then he gives me massage and, and then, like, it's, it's like a slow build up. It, like, it takes hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an, it's like a few hour session. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's but, like, it's not insane. like... But you're not, like... It's not like you're timing time. it. You're not like, yeah. oh, yep, yeah, so we're yeah. two hours. Yep, yeah, yeah. keep going. Like, you yeah. can feel it. You just, you just, you'll just be able to feel mm. it. Probably because your body is like so sensitive yeah, exactly. to touch and everything and, as like, well. Yeah, The massage and like the oil and like yeah. you know body body sliding. Oh. <laughs> you're fucking doing. You're running. You're doing a body fucking dive on no, them. So, like you're like giving like body slide massages. You're like you're like every, every like oil everywhere. You're like yeah. constant like oiling up more oil more okay, oil. Like, one bottle's like, enough. Yeah, one or yeah, two. Okay. <laughs> one or two. Okay. Yeah. You got to just oil up and then um, it's like a slow build up. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it, it went on for so long that like, I remember the next day I was like, fuck, I feel bad for like the people next to us. <laughs> I remember, I remember like walked out to like get food or something. And then like they were coming out of the room and we just like, oh my God, oh my God, don't, don't look, don't look. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like you do it every day. Yeah. You know, it's like a very very rare occasion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah that would be your best sexual yeah. experience that's it awesome was like super intense was it better that you were in like another like you were on holidays yeah. it felt like you were like well you were in another country yeah. type thing yeah yeah and it was like you know in a hotel room you can just be like messy yeah get like there's but there's just something about sex in a hotel room yeah. it fucking hits different yeah. than yeah. being at home in your fucking bed, your squeaky ass bed. Yeah. <laughs> like you're trying to keep it down and like you don't want to yeah. make too much noise or exactly. whatever. Can you also tell us about the Gluck Luck 3000? Okay, so if you guys don't know what, what the Gluck Luck 3000 is, you don't need to know. But anyway, it's a, uh, what is it? It's a blowjob method that, Alex Cooper from Call Her Daddy speaks about. Yeah. Okay, so she, like her and whatever her previous co-host hasn't invented it. Lily has one of her own. Tell us what it is and tell us how to do it to increase our head slash okay. hand okay. job game. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let me tell you what I do. So I Firstly, what is it called? I, I don't have a name. No, you called it what the... Did I, call it? I was really she, drunk, but no. I said this wasn't I. <laughs> she had previously been called Dumbledore <laughs> because she is the headmaster. Let's even call her Dumble Whore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We can call it the Dumble This Dumble is Whore. the Dumble Yeah, okay. That's a good name for it. Talk us through the Dumble Whore. Okay, so you start off with the balls. Okay. Always start off with the balls. I want to interject. What if the guys, a guy doesn't like you touching their balls? Or is that like a myth? Oh, I don't know. I I have no idea. I don't think I've ever heard of 
maybe it's like really sensitive yeah i haven't really encountered anyone like that mm-hmm. i feel okay. like a lot of people i haven't heard of anyone who doesn't like their yeah. being touched okay, okay. Continue. but if if they obviously don't then don't touch the balls <laughs> yeah. it's a bit sensitive like mm-hmm. ask them first but like mm-hmm. if they kind of like squirm a little maybe mm. you shouldn't keep mm. going yeah um, maybe just they're not sexually compatible for you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so you... I start off with the balls. You know, let me reenact it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have the balls in my left hand, and then I start, like, licking the balls. Okay. And then, you know, you slowly, like, work on the balls. One hand on the balls. Yeah, and then you're kind of, like, massaging yep. as well. But, like, obviously you wet your hands. Yeah. Like, you're not, like, dry rubbing oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You you're gotta, not giving like, them a fucking rash. Yeah, you gotta... <laughs> You gotta like work, you know, work your saliva up. Yeah. So like this is also building up into the blowjob. So it's kind of like more sloppy instead of just going in dry mm. and then like having to work your way up. Gotcha. So you slowly um, work on the balls, you know, building up that saliva, getting that saliva in there, and then you slowly work up the shaft. But while you're working it up, you know, you can, your mouth can get dry as well. Mm-hmm. So you're going back down and then mm. you kind of like, it's kind of like an edging thing, you know, like slowly right. ed- like getting them up there. Okay. But it's really because your mouth is fucking dry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're just looking out for yourself Yeah, as well. really. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like dry mouth, like yeah. dick in my mouth and it's all dry <laughs> and shit. So, <laughs> so, so I'm like slowly working my way up. And then... So you're licking? Like, are you yeah, licking? licking? Okay. I'm like licking, sucking, and then like you're doing tongue twirls. Right. So um, so you're circling. Yeah, circling. Around the tip. No, no, no. So up the shaft. So you're doing like like wiggles. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, where the fuck is it? <laughs> Maybe I just don't know where the shaft is, but I can't picture the this in my head. The shaft is like the shaft. So like the main part of the penis. Yeah, the main, the main, oh, the okay. Shaft. So you're doing like... T- like, like su- tongue like wiggles. circles yeah. around the shaft. Okay. Yeah, like slowly up. Like you're kind of like sucking and like doing tongue movements. Okay. And then you slowly work your way up. So you go up and down while like I've gone back to the balls and up and down. And then you work your way to the tip and then you kind of like tease them, like twirl around, you know, like that sensitive uh, yeah. part. Like you twirl around like maybe like three times mm-hmm. and then you slowly go back down. It's like a little tease. Mm. I usually do it like three times. Okay. And then you go back up while like you're still playing with the balls and yeah. stuff. Um, and then, you know, you're always working on the balls. Don't never forget the balls. Okay. And, um, remember that guys. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always, always remember the balls. Yeah, always. Don't forget neglect, about them. Don't neglect the balls. <laughs> and then, and then, um, when you have enough saliva, you, and then you go and then you put your whole mouth in. Mm-hmm. But while you do that, you're using your right hand to kind of like do a twisting motion with your mouth. So when your mouth goes down, your hand goes down as well. Yep. And you can use as many, like, you wrap as many fingers as you want. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't want a deep throat, you how many more... How many your, your fingers will allow? Yeah. Like... Some people can't, can't wrap their whole hand, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Some people with just one finger. Yeah. But, like, if you don't want to, like, you know, have it all the way down your throat, you can use, like, your whole hand. Like, yeah. it just depends on how um, much you want it. But, like, mm-hmm. you don't want to grip it too hard, but, like, you don't want to grip, grip it too soft. And then while you're moving up and down with your mouth, you're also using your tongue. But with your... Sorry, with your right hand, you're doing like a twisting motion. So you twist up. So okay, so you so you twist up like how how many degrees is that? Like ninety degrees. Okay. Yeah. So you're turning about ninety degrees. Yeah. And then you're turning back down ninety degrees. Okay. With your like your hand and your mouth should be like connected. Right. As one. Gotcha. And then with your left hand, because the balls are still like wet from saliva, you're mm. kind of like massaging the balls. I see. So it almost mimics like a one whole big vagina yeah. or one whole big mouth yeah. because your hand and your mouth are going up and down in mm-hmm. the same direction. Yeah. 
gotcha. then you're also working on the balls with yeah. the other hand. Yeah. So you're doing so your hands are occupied, like mm-hmm. your and your hands and mouth full, fully occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and then you obviously go up and down, whatever. But the big tip is when you're giving a blowjob and they're lying down, mm-hmm. squeeze your glutes. Give yourself a glute workout <laughs> while. <laughs> Give yourself a glute workout while you're doing it because fuck, you may as well get something out of it. You know, like you're not doing this for free. And because like the thing is, you shouldn't be moving your neck. You should be moving your whole back. So hinge at the the hips. hips. Yeah. So you're on your knees, right? Yeah. So you're coming up, so squeeze your glutes up and then come back down. So like you're kind of like hinging at the hips. You're not moving like at the knees. You're hinging at the hips. Rather than like breaking, trying to break your back. And and like you're not hurting your neck because you're working... Your, your whole body it's yeah. like your lower body yeah you're working it's your lower a, body so you're giving yourself wow. a glute workout as well fucking no <laughs> did you not know <laughs> well no i don't even think i even thought about it yeah hinge at the hips like mm-hmm. work work those glutes <laughs> <laughs> okay and then um and then and then you slowly like you wouldn't just do that and then you and then you stop and then you go back down to the balls but while you do that while you're playing with the balls because it's already so slippery you kind of like grab it with like your palm facing out swipe your whole hand around it and then like you can fit it like toward between your fingers the balls no the, the, the pe- whole penis oh so like, okay. it's already so slippery because you have so much saliva yeah. on your hands you gotcha. have so much saliva everywhere if you lack saliva would you just drink some water um, <laughs> what about like lube would you would you recommend oh, hell, lube or no? Oh, no for me i don't like i don't want to taste it i don't oh, want to taste enough. lube mm-hmm. but like if you're maybe just giving a hand job like i'm sure you can just mm. use lube but like i don't know i don't want to taste that okay so it's going to be so your fingers are going to start from the bottom of the penis yeah. and then you kind of work up to the tip and then and then flip sl- your hand and then like let it like so slip between your fingers while you're also playing with the balls so like you're getting like that full sensation while you're giving yourself wow. a break wow yeah because yeah. you got to look out for yourself as yeah. well wow so yeah. you have each the penis go in each oh like um, i'll just use do between like the my middle finger my ring finger or something right. and then like on but then i'll use like my whole hand or like i can be between my pointer finger and my thumb but i'd use like my whole hand to like get that sense that motion I guess like you know going in and out mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um and then obviously worked out work on t- on the balls again yeah start licking the balls and then yeah. like while while doing that hand motion yeah and then yeah and then you and then you're, they're fucking guaranteed to come like some people don't even know how to give a blowjob properly yeah and if if people don't speak about how to do it how the fuck will they ever know that's and true. how do you get your mo- your best sexual experience mm. how do you know that you're co- sexually compatible mm. if you don't even know what the fuck you're doing mm. yeah and yeah, so obviously don't use teeth. So like you wrap, <laughs> you so you wrap your lips lips around your teeth. So you so you obviously You're not don't using get your teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah. Because amazing. A lot of saliva. That was amazing. <laughs> so what we learned from that: heaps of saliva. Take it slow. Yeah. If you don't have enough saliva, drink water. Yeah. No teeth. Don't neglect the balls. And don't neglect the balls. <laughs> yeah. What is astrology? What is astrology in general? And, and then also, what is astrology to you? Astrology is the sky, like the map of the sky, where the planets are, the, where the stars align. And like, what does that mean to us? It's the energies of the planets and how they interact with each other, which affects us. I believe that every like your, your life is pretty much mapped out for you. As long as you don't see it as 
like something that's holding you back like if you do have something shitty that happens to you you're not going to just dwell on it and like not do anything about it as long as yeah don't victimize yourself as long as you like i said before um take it as a learning lesson Mm. that's that's literally what you're supposed to be doing astrology to me is is something that like my birth chart like astrology you know your birth chart where the planets were um which house they were in what sign they it's in like when i read my birth chart it's kind of it's me understanding a little bit more about myself things that i wasn't really aware of like that it brings things into light for me it makes it helps me understand myself better like how i communicate how i love how um you know like the trajectory of my life kind of thing and like how i can live my best life like which direction i should go in it's it kind of gives me guidance mm. in in this world when did you start getting into astrology i feel like i've always been into astrology i've always believed that because we're not very religious we're not a very religious family mm-hmm. like even our parents aren't really that religious yeah um i but i always believed that there was something out there there was something greater than us yeah there was like i just always felt like this energy that you know and i and i with horoscopes i always believed that at, at a young age i remember always like reading my horoscopes and i'm like you know people are like oh but it's so um it's so vague it can it can relate to anyone but with with astrology and and like horoscopes and stuff it's how you interpret it into your own life like of course it's going to be vague you know it's, it applies to so many people within that within that group within that sign but it's just how you want to interpret it what is the harm of believing in something mm. or looking to something for guidance? Just mm. like Christians look at Jesus for mm. guidance, just like Buddhists look at Buddha for, for guidance. Mm. And um, it, <laughs> what is <laughs> yeah. Muslims. Um, Muslims, fucking hell. Yeah. Muslims look to is uh, Allah for yeah. mm. guidance. Mm. Like there is nothing wrong with the way people see or kind of do things yeah. as long as it works for themselves mm. and like as if it's ever caused any harm yeah. do you know what I mean mm. and yeah like the fucking memes about like oh when she asked for your fucking birth child like yeah, she's a yeah, psycho yeah, or whatever yeah. but like well why don't you fucking say the same thing to the diehard Christian who like mm. loves fucking Jesus mm. like do you do they get like you know do they cop that slack? I think it's just dependent on whatever works for you like yeah. some people love horoscopes and astrology and that's proven them them a lot of positivity in their life mm. why do people judge yeah or like why do people look down on it you know and why they say oh it's not even fucking real well where's the evidence that says god's real yeah because like it's such a taboo like topic mm. even though a lot more people are starting to believe it and it is like more common nowadays than it was obviously you know even like last year yeah. a few years ago um yeah it is still very taboo for some people because we're pretty much believing in something out there like people do believe to a certain extent but they're just not quite there yet they need a bit more evidence you know so when i talk to my friends about like astrology because i I, you know i talk about it a lot um and i read their birth charts and i'm like you know what time were you born place blah blah blah. like let me read your birth chart and i read it out to them and they're like wow and they and that's when they start believing you know you need people out there to kind of inform others because they're not going to go out on their own but if you do get into contact or like people do reach out to you about astrology like you know you should always be open-minded to it Mm. like don't be so closed off to the idea of 
believing something that you thought was taboo or like that other people thought was taboo it's hard to get like non-believers and like it's it's a slow process like I do have friends that are like nah fuck that like are you serious like even Lindy Lindy was like fuck that like so stupid you know like because Lindy is so logical she's just based on logic yeah Mm. and for me I'm like I'm like airy fairy I'm like in my head I'm like yeah like you know thank you universe yeah universe show me a gift today yeah you know yeah um, yeah like affirmations and it's it's all about like the energy that you put out Mm -hmm. and like manifesting like Mm -hmm. putting the energy out there truly believing it like in my head maybe that's why i have been so lucky because i truly believe that like this is the life that i want like things are just gonna work out for me and i and i truly believe that like i'm never i i do stress out about things but everything that i have really wanted i have gotten maybe because you've believed it my whole life yeah because you've believed like you innately you have known that it's going to work out Mm. for me where do you see yourself in five years i haven't really thought about it yet only because i've only just got out of like a long-term relationship where i thought like this could be it like and and with that relationship i had my life planned out and now I'm like rediscovering myself and I'm trying to figure out like what I do want to do in life. And there are so many options out there for me. And I'm just trying to pick the right one because I feel like I don't want to be going back and forth between things now. I want to choose, I want to take the time to choose what I really want to do instead of like putting energy into things that I might not want to do. I want to be quite certain. In in the future, in like the next five years, I do want to like, like give back you know to the less fortunate like which is something that i'm looking um into doing now like in my birth chart i have a cap i have a ninth house stellium stellium in capricorn and with ninth house it's like um greater learning like philosophy um teaching and um because i have a stellium in that it's like and it's like travel so i want to obviously pursue something in that like i want to be able to teach something maybe it could be in astrology maybe it could be like yoga and pilates like Mm -hmm. you know something that I also have interest in but I want to be able to I guess like do good and like give back kind of thing to like maybe the less fortunate and to people that are going through it like I want to be able to help them um like understand their feelings a bit more and like tell them like it's fine like fuck I'm going through it you know Mm -hmm. and like you know as long as you have a better mindset like if you change like your perspective of like of life like literally everything changes Mm -hmm. like even with my breakup when I were used to when we used to break up sorry I'd be so angry and like I'd cry and I'd scream and I'd be like like all constantly like angry but like Mm -hmm. now I'm like perspective is like you know like this is something I need to learn this is something I need to go through Mm -hmm. which is why my parents like when they first heard that we broke up they're like oh my god are you right are you mm-hmm. right and they were really surprised because i'm not like in my room crying yeah i'm not like screaming on the phone and stuff which which was what i used to do <laughs> yeah. they used to like stress out you know mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god like what's wrong with her mm-hmm. but like now it's like so different which is I, I think that's why they're like a bit more okay with it because mm-hmm. they say that i'm fine yeah and that it's something like that i'm not going to dwell on you can even say that what your the conversation that we're having now like mm-hmm. i'm sure anybody who kind of listens to this would be able to take like a, a piece from like the the vast amount of topics that mm. we've talked about <laughs> even in that like you are teaching yeah and you are like mm. you know giving back like just through knowledge and discussion yeah. which is great it's more like personal experience because yeah. i feel like i don't want to like obviously compare myself to other people but i feel like i have 
grown a lot throughout my journey throughout the years that um, I've been through I feel like I have gone through all that toxic phase and I and now I'm like and it just really shows like in just that that shift in perspective mm. like how much your life can change even though like wow. sh- like things can things can go to shit but like I'm happy you know yeah. I'm, I'm happy with like where I am even though like it's not where I want to be like I, I'm enjoying life right now like I'm doing things that I want to do things like you know I start well I haven't started yet but like, I paid for like an acrobatics and tumbling class yeah and I started doing like yoga pilates like doing stuff that like I always wanted to do yeah it's just like perspective yeah totally like i i I think that is something that we always overlook like even for me perspective is everything Mm. and how you look at something is a hundred percent going to reflect how it makes you feel Mm. but sometimes you forget that like especially you know when you're when you're going through really really hard times and you're like what the fuck like how like why is it me that's going through it you know Mm. what you're saying like even if you're in a position like that if you just take a step back to to think like You know, like, what is this actually teaching me? It opens up, like, another conversation in your brain mm. rather than just, like, playing victim and being like, yeah, yeah, like, why the fuck does this happen to me? It's like, well, what, what, like, yeah, well, why did it happen to you? What lesson are you, are you meant to learn from mm. it? I mean, I think it's okay to, like, cry it out, feel sorry for yourself, but as long as you're not dwelling on it, you're not going to cry for, like, days and days and days about the same thing when you're not doing anything about it. Like, mm. it's okay to to feel shitty Mm -hmm. and like have those off days and you know okay so i i got a coffee one day and i was in the car put it down and then i went to pick it up by the lid but the lid didn't fit properly so i spilled coffee everywhere and i was like fuck and i and and i was like you know what like yeah you literally have to train yourself to like not let it affect you i was like you know what i have baby wipes in the car i fucking use like 20 baby wipes (laughs) i spilled so much coffee because it was like a like brand new coffee yeah and then um and then i i cleaned it up and then I went to pick it up again and I fucking spilled it again. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck it, like, whatever. You know, yeah. it's like a funny story. I can tell, yeah. I can talk about this later. Yeah. Just cleaned it up and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm not going to let this, like, ruin my day just because the lid didn't fit on the coffee properly. Like, I was a little bit annoyed and I was like, no, I should, I, why? Like, why should I feel like this? Like, mm. it's fine. Like, I, there's still some coffee there. Like, I'm still going to be able to drink it. Like, I just had to clean it up a little bit and it did take a little bit more time. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, would you, like, like is it is it pastly would she react differently to that situation yeah for sure like i, I didn't even take a photo of it you know yeah. like, oh my god, I spilled my coffee. <laughs> oh my god guys i spilled my coffee fuck my life yeah. you know like, I'll, like i still do that sometimes yeah. but like but my but my um but my perception of it mm. like how i perceive it is is gonna is so different i'm just like okay fuck yeah i dropped i dropped my coffee mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. i'm not gonna let it rule my day oh my god you know this happened to me today like just make like make light of it like mm. enjoy just like, yeah you know i fucking spilled my coffee today fuck yeah <laughs> like oh shit and then like you know my shoe broke oh, yeah god dang it like it's it doesn't have to be that serious yeah, like it's, it's not that yeah, deep just, yeah, yeah it really isn't that yeah. deep like yeah. shit happens and mm. then you just gotta move on what is a motto that you live by mm, not really to be honest i'm just literally taking things day by day right now and just not letting things affect me just like fuck it like literally yeah. fuck it it is yeah. what it is like you know like yeah you know, it is what it, it is, is. It's what like, it is. yeah like if it, if your food's shitty fuck who cares you mm. know like maybe they're having an off day like don't take it personally like i'm still learning that because i'm very reactive to mm-hmm. what other people say and like 
I gotta stop taking it so personally. Like it's not if you're having a shit day and you're putting that on me, like that's a you problem. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna <laughs> let that affect me, you know, like fuck, you're screaming at me, whoa, like yeah. what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. you, oh, you must be having a shit day. Like, it's just projection, yeah, right? Exactly. Like like you were saying before as mm. well, like in even in relationship. Yeah. Like you probably take that outside and be like, Yeah, like if you're pissed off or whatever, mm. like a hundred percent, that's fucking on you, not yeah. on me. Yeah, exactly. So mm. don't just don't take things personally. Mm. That's actually one of the have you read the four amendment of uh, the four no. amendments? The four agreements? No. There's a book and I think one of them is Don't Take Things Personally. Mm. What is the biggest red flag in a guy? I don't know. Honestly, like I don't even think about these things because like I'm I'm in my own little world. Like I, I get it a lot because like I'm just I just think like the best. Yeah. Like I but like I think about like my life a lot about like what I want and I'm just like in my own little world and someone says this and I'm like, Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Oh right. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me okay, let me think. Like when you start talking to a guy and they like love bomb you, mm. that's like a big red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like they they like buy heaps of stuff. Mm. They they're so like over the top. Yeah. We talked about well, I talked about love bombing in my previous episode. Yeah. 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 So everybody who doesn't know what fucking love bombing is, we won't get Lily to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to the previous yeah. episode. Yeah. What are your thoughts on friends with benefits? Do you think that can work? Friends like friends with benefits or fuck buddies? Because friends there's with a benefits. Di- friends with benefits. If you establish strong boundaries then yeah, it could work. Mm. Because if you both know that if it's just like sex, mm. then yeah, like not you're not going to have sex and then cuddle and have, and then go for food and like yeah. go get food after yeah. and then like come back and watch a movie. Yeah. That's not friends with benefits. Yeah. That's, friends with benefits is strictly just like yeah. benefit. Yeah. The sex. that This is like a, a relationship without the relationship label. What is your biggest turn off and your biggest turn on? Like physical wise or like... Let's do both. Let's do physical and then also emotional. Let's go physical. Okay. Physical, obviously for me, I like guys with um, like that look nice. nice and faces. I like shoulders. I love... Like big ni- shoulders. I love nice shoulders. Like if really? you have nice shoulders, I'm like, damn, like I'm looking at your shoulders all, <laughs> like the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. But do you but, like a guy, like a physique that's not as buff and big, like more like... I like skinny guys. Skinny guys. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like yeah. like lanky. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, well, I, yeah. Like, I mean, thinking about your like track record as yeah. well. Like they're they're never like fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. I like like small guys, mm. even though like I'm not the smallest. You know, like, I'm pretty tall. But like, you're small. You have a small physique. Yeah. You're just tall. Yeah, yeah. But like I like skinny guys. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, but like I want to be thrown around. But these skinny guys <laughs> can't throw me around. <laughs> Maybe you just need to get like a skinny athletic guy. Yeah. Like a uh, yeah. Like throw me around, but fuck, I might be too heavy for you. <laughs> <laughs> I might be too big for you to throw me around. They try to throw you around, and they like literally just yeah. lift, like one centimeter. You're I'll like, oh, I'll go it. there. I'll go there myself. <laughs> you launch yourself yeah. instead. I don't really. I don't think I have a turn off. Maybe like, like guys that I wouldn't go near. Yeah. Guys that look bad. Like how how bad like, like look how you look like you can fuck me up I'm not going near you or like oh look mean yeah look mean oh, like no, okay. you look like, like you can like trash domestic. talk me oh okay right 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 but like I mean if you if you look nice but you trash talk me like it's okay I'm still, I'm, I'm still here <laughs> so like yeah like more like the bad look yeah I don't oh. like that like, like you don't like tats and stuff no I don't like tattoos oh. yeah so I want to be able to like. 
be next to you and like we like just look like a normal couple right not like you know like full not a like yep emotional um turn on like someone who's caring mm-hmm. someone who isn't like okay yeah someone who's caring and like turn off is like selfishness mm. i hate that i hate that like like people who who do like things purely for themselves and like don't think about anyone else around them yeah i'm just like the fuck mm-hmm. like how fucking selfish yeah. can you be like you get like you almost get like i feel like sometimes you get secondhand embarrassment yeah looking at someone just like do things for yourself yeah You're like, oh god yeah cringe. that's that's a big big yeah. turn off for me mm-hmm. yeah and like people who like brag <laughs> you know like it makes you feel so uncomfortable like i feel like the best way you can handle it is just be like oh no way like yeah just play into it yeah. rather than just being like what the yeah. fuck yeah I'm just, just like, feed their ego for yeah. a little bit I'm like no that's that's not it well thank you so much again <laughs> for coming on to the pod i know you've been oh my god very vulnerable oh my god and... i was so nervous <laughs> i'm just like you could not tell i could not tell that really? you were nervous yeah i think we we reached a really good level of over oversharing, yeah. Um, which is needed. Yeah, really appreciate the openness. Thank you for having me. No worries. See you next Sunday at ten o'clock on the dot. On <laughs> at ten o'clock on the dot. Yeah. Okay. See you next Sunday on the. <laughs> Okay, let me let me let me do it again. Do I have to pause it? No, no, go. Okay.